as we are reading through the book of Revelation, it's easy to get very lost in all of the different imagery and the symbolism that, that is here and to forget the big picture which the book of Revelation makes abundantly clear which is the Lord's victory. There, there's a mystery as to how it can be as we live in a time now where we, we know that the Lord has won the victory through his passion, death, and resurrection, and yet, at the same time, there, there is still room given for evil to be at work. And the revelation that John has, the Lord says to him, come up here and I will show you what must happen afterwards. The sense of there's something going on now, there's more to come, and what John is given a vision of is the ultimate victory of the Lord who is enthroned in heaven, reigning victorious and glorious over all. So this is just the big picture that, that we don't want to miss in the midst of the different symbols and the imagery that can be so confusing. The enemy very much likes to speak the lie that he has won. And in a certain sense, it's easy for him to do that because all he needs to do is point to the evil that is still at play, very visible in the world, and, and say, it's mine, I've, I've won, and that's it. It's a lie, but it's an, a lie that's easy for us to slip into and, and to believe. So as we're moving through the book of Re Revelation this week and into next week as we end the church's year, this would be one good thing to, to pray and ask the Lord for is the, that deep abiding confidence and knowledge of his victory. That we would know that no matter what the, the enemy and, and the work of evil still is, is able to do now, it, it, that does not betray the fact that, that the Lord has won. And so that, that's a good, a good thing for us to pray for. As for all of the other things uh, in, the, in the book of Revelation, it's also good for us to remember that, um, that there are a lot of things where the, the church has never just completely declared this is the one single way to interpret this image or this, this, this vision. Different fathers of the church over the centuries going back to the early days of the church in regard to the 24 elders, some have said uh, this, this, th these are, 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 are angels. Others have said, no, they're the saints. Others have said it's 12 and 12. It's the 12 tribes of Israel. It's the 12 apostles. It's the fullness of God's church. And there's just not a, a specific thing in certain areas where the church has said this is the only way to understand it. Some of the things we, that the church has, while not declaring it absolutely, it, 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 we, we kind of go with a very common interpretation. The, the, the four living creatures who are covered with eyes inside and out, who see and observe all things. Traditionally, th these are the four evangelists. Saint Irenaeus was one of the earliest ones to put that interpretation out for us. And so just, to, to give you a, 
a reminder of, of that. This is from the, the Navarre Bible Commentary. The, the one with the face of a man is St. Matthew, who starts his book with the human genealogy of Christ. The lion stands for St. Mark. His gospel begins with the voice crying out in the wilderness, which is where the lion's roar can be heard. The ox is a reference to the sacrifices in the temple of Jerusalem, which is where St. Luke begins his account of Christ's life. And the eagle represents St. John, who soars to the heights to contemplate the divinity of the word. There's so much going on here, but the, the one great thing that, that, we, that we cannot let go of, which is absolute, is all of this will, as the book of Revelation comes to an end, completely announce and declare the victory of the Lord, which is a victory you and I, no matter what suffering we might be going through now, we are meant to share in that definitively.